Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John. So, I've put out a few episodes recently that have been more long-form conversations. I've had great fun filming those, and we've got some more to come, but it's also nice to occasionally pepper in some more short, more punchy stuff. To use a drinking analogy, there's nothing wrong with having a nice relaxing pint, but occasionally you might fancy mixing it up, maybe having a little shot or two. With that in mind, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the benefits of dropping little plot bombs into your games without necessarily deciding where they'll go ahead of time. Cue the music. GMs, we often fall into the trap of over-preparing, whilst paradoxically never feeling like we've prepped enough. And I often joke about this with Johannes when we're running games. I'm guilty of this as the next GM. I really enjoy the act of prepping a game, thinking through all the possibilities, the twists and turns of various plot, but it does lead to me getting a little bit frazzled from time to time and trying to second-guess what the players are going to do. And sometimes, if it's taken to an extreme this can actually decrease your enjoyment of the game. And hey, GMs, you deserve to have fun as well. After all, you put in a hell of a lot of work when it comes to games. So you might be thinking, but John, surely if I drop some plot hooks in and I don't plan for them, I'm just making things more difficult for myself. And to be honest, yeah, I can see the logic of that argument, but to my mind, it comes down to an issue of risk versus reward. How many random plots do your group actually follow up now if you've got some real plot terriers and no shade on people who are plot terriers i'm a bit like that myself when i get a chance to play then they might pick up on most of your plots in which case yes you might need to do a little bit more prep however for a lot of the groups i've gm'd and played in the attention tends to focus on a few key plot threads and often others will be overlooked forgotten about or abandoned along the way now if as a gm you've put an extensive amount of effort into every single plot line, and it looks as though some of them are going to get missed out, the temptation can be to try steering your players back to these plots. This isn't something I'm really a fan of, since it smacks a little bit of railroading to me, and I just prefer the PCs to be able to do their own thing. Of course, this depends on the sort of game you're playing. If you're running a more linear or quest-based game, then there may be more guidance for the player party incorporated into the scenario you're running. And if you're all into that, fair play to you. It's just not my preference. Although, I might actually do an episode looking at that at some point in the future. Now, of course, you can always just slide that plot into your GM back pocket, so to speak, and reskin or reuse it at a later date. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. However, Again, the temptation can be there to try and crowbar these plots in, even if the game doesn't really need it. After all, you've put so much work into it. A far better idea, in my opinion, is not to put that amount of work in in the first place. So, am I advocating doing no GM prep? No, no, no. Calm down. Of course I'm not. 
one of my favourite books, The Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master by Sly Flourish, advocates only doing the prep that you need to do in order to feel comfortable running the game. And this is something I am a massive fan of. If you enjoy doing the prep and you've got the time, great. But you do have to do that knowing that the majority of that may not even get used and you have to make your peace with that. My preference is to come up with a cool hook for a plot and just a couple of flavorful little details to go with it. You know, enough for me to riff on during the game and then leave it at that. After all, if the plotline becomes a major part of your game, you can always expand it at a later date. For example, I'm running an EZD6 campaign at the moment that we're calling Revolvers and Katanas. And the rough background is that two mighty forces, the Steel Empire, who worship lost archaeotech and spurn magic, and the Arcane, who believe in harnessing magic for the good of all, they had a massive war, and the Steel Empire won, killing the leader of the Arcane, installing their leader as Empire of the Known World, and outlawing magic and all other religions, save veneration of the Emperor and of the Cult of Progress. The PCs were on the losing side, and they've fled to the fringes of the Known World, Hexcrawl style where the grasp of the Empire is at its weakest. In the first session, I knew I wanted to start with a train journey, borrowing the idea of the Lightning Rail from the Eberron campaign setting with the player characters using forged papers to get to one of the frontier settlements. Because I wanted an exciting action scenario on the train, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's a train. I decided that a huge Warbot-style golem would activate during the journey and would start tearing up the train, leaving the player characters to try and combat it, whilst also keeping the train running and protecting the passengers. However, I didn't decide why the Warbot had activated in advance. It was only when the PC started asking questions about it and theorising that I elaborated, making the activator a person who had fought for the Arcane, the same side they were on during the war, and now believe that terrorist tactics were their only way of striking back against the Steel Empire. Placing the player characters in a little bit of a moral dilemma, because they do hope eventually to return and overthrow the Steel Empire, but they can't really sort of advocate the tactics this guy was using. This seemed to work really well in the game, we all had a good time, but if the PCs had chosen to just bail out of the train, or escape in some other fashion, I wouldn't have needed to have elaborated on it until the next session, assuming they decided to investigate, or perhaps not even at all. And if that's the way the session had gone, I wouldn't have felt like I had to junk a load of my prep because I hadn't done loads to begin with. So, if you're finding yourself stressed with prep, or not having enough time, or a lot of your cool stuff in your games seems to be falling by the wayside, I would advocate limiting your plot prep to a few cool ideas, and a couple of little details for each of them that give you just enough to elaborate on in your game if you need to. And just see if that just releases a little bit of that GM prep pressure on you. So I'd love to hear what you think about this either in the comments if you're watching the YouTube version or you could drop us a voicemail if you're listening to the podcast audio version. You can do that on Anchor or SpeakPipe. There'll be links in the description down below. What do you do with your prep? Do you love doing loads of prep or do you prefer to keep it more streamlined and a little bit simple? 
Like I said, I don't think there's really a wrong answer. It's just what particularly suits you. And I find the technique described here is what works for me. But I'd love to hear what works for you as well. So if you want to get involved in the conversation, like I say, drop us a message, anchor or speakpipe, leave a comment on the YouTube version, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.